Your name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you glory. We bless you. We praise you. There is none like you. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. There is none like you in all the earth. And we just marvel in your presence. How good and faithful is the Lord this morning. We we are just so excited to be here this morning, to be on, to just um, celebrate the goodness of the Lord. And God, my head is <laughs> kind of large. I put it on another screen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We are just so excited about what God is doing. We thank you that you could join us this morning. We just thank you. We are just in awe of the Lord, in awe of the Lord and what he is doing and all that he is doing in yes. our lives and in your lives. And we're excited about our teaching today. We're going to be talking about um, the feast of the Lord and, and how that even how they even correlate with the divinity, because that's what we've been talking about, the divinity of God in our life. And so we encourage you share this broadcast because we know God is going to download some truth, some some insights, some revelations that yes, is going to yes. cause us to grow. That's going to cause us to develop. That's going to cause us to go to a whole nother level. That's going to help. That's going to cause us to be restored, renewed, and refreshed. Right? That's what our ministry is all about. We're all about restoring and renewing and refreshing. We want to teach forth God's word in truth and show you how to take God's word and apply it to your life so that you can be what? Restored, renewed, and refreshed. Because yes, it's, yes. It, the word is, his, is, is the anchor. The word is his base. Amen. Yes. And so Amen. we're going to go ahead and open in prayer. Father God, we just thank you this morning. Father, we give you glory. Great is the Lord and worthy to be praised. We thank you, God, that there is none like you in all the earth. Oh, Lord, God, we just... Yes, yes. Father, we just... Oh, Father, we just breathe in your goodness this morning. We, we thank yes. you for God in us. The yes. hope and glory God in us. God in us, hallelujah, Lord, we understand that you, you are not just this God in the sky, but that you, Lord, that you are in each and every one of us. You are omnipresent, Lord God. Father, God in us, everything that we need is inside us. God has given us all things pertaining to life. And godliness. And, sound like there was a... A lot of wind. Hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Keep on praying. Thank you, Lord. We just give you glory. We thank you and we praise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is none like you in all the earth. We thank you, Lord. <coughs> With this broadcast, Lord God, that there would be no technical issues. Hallelujah, yes. Lord God, that it would the people of God would be able to hear. There would be no distractions, so they'd be able to hear as we teach forth the word of God. God, we I thank you for Michael as the supervising priest of this house. Lord God, that you are causing 
um, us to get an alignment, causing us to teach and instruct the people so that they can see the fruit and the benefits of their lives as they as they uh partake in this ministry as they are a part of this ministry lord that they begin to be transformed they begin to be renewed restored and refreshed in every aspect of their life god we love you we praise you we give you glory in the precious name of jesus we pray amen and amen well i want to welcome everyone to the early morning hour of power with us pastor and prophets michael and tanya bryant of restored ministries international where our ministry our purpose and our mission is to restore renew and refresh you the sons of god with the word of god now what you hear this morning is not going to be our opinion but it's going to be the word because the bible says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god now father right now we just take authority over the airways we declare and decree oh god that this word shall go forth unhindered and uninterrupted by any satanic weapon or force. Father, we declare and decree, O God, that this word shall go forth unhindered and uninterrupted by any satanic weapon or force. I'm going to say that one more time. Hmm. We declare and decree that this word shall go forth unhindered and uninterrupted by any satanic weapon or force in jesus name now father we also declare and decree that this word shall be planted in the good ground of their heart and father it shall spring forth and bring clarity truth and understanding father i thank you lord god it shall bring and activate immediate harvest in jesus mighty name i'm gonna say that again it's going to activate immediate harvest in Jesus' mighty name. High glory. And Father, we declare and decree that this is, is the beginning of us coming to the end of your season and the beginning of the new season. Because Father, you said in Isaiah that you are always declaring the end at the beginning. High glory. His shot. Woo. <laughs> All right, Sister Dorothy. Amen. Amen. Listen, just go ahead. Grab your Bibles, grab your coffee, your tea, your smoothie, whatever it is that you drink in the morning, and let's get on with this word. Amen. Come on. Father, we thank you, Lord God, less of us, more of you, none of us, all of you. Father, think through my mind and speak through our vocal cords that none of this word would fall to the ground. And Father, we'll be ever so careful to give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen and amen and amen. Now, listen, what I want you to do is I want you to get out your Bibles. I want you to get out something to write with. I definitely want you to write these scriptures down because, listen, this is this is harvest. We we have entered into the seasons of harvest. Whenever God puts an appointed time, a Moadim, he uh, glory. See, we have to understand that when, oh, my God, that when God is doing something like this, he's already come down to watch over the word that will be released in our lives this morning and in the upcoming season. So what I want you to do 
is the Bible says, write the vision down, make it plain. So he that read it, okay, can run with it. See, because when you write down the scriptures and you go back to them and then you begin to study them, the Bible says meditate on the word day and night. So that way you shall prosper and have good success wherever, whithersoever you go. Okay. This is your season. This is harvest time. And we're not going to allow the enemy to keep you from what God has promised you because we know that the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. So someone just type, I receive it and it is so. And let's get on with the word, amen. Glory. I'm here, I'm coming. I know. All right. So listen, we are entering into the Feast of Tabernacles and there are several components, but we're just going to deal with, first of all, this Feast of the Lord, this Feast of Tabernacles that we're entering into. We're going to be also bringing forth um, the other components. There are there are three components leading into this Feast of Tabernacles, which is Rosh Hashanah, which is the Hebrew New Year. We also have uh, the highest holy time in the kingdom of God, which is Yom Kippur, which is also called the the uh, Day of Atonement. That's where we repent and we put everything under the blood and we make sure that there is nothing in us. God gives us 10 days of reflection to repent. Anything that he brings up and says, get this leaven, get this sin out of your life repent so I can release you from it because this is the time when he opens up the book of life and says, who is going to make it in this season? And we don't want, listen, I tell you this right now, I want to be in God's season. Amen. I want to make sure that there's nothing hindering me from the inheritance and blessing that God has put forth in our life. And then we have the Feast of Tabernacles when we celebrate this new season and the ending of the season. God has the end and the beginning at the at the same time in the first month. Okay. So this is this is where we're going. I'm just sharing this out uh to please share the broadcast this morning because trust me, I I want see you want to make sure that everybody see listen I our, not only does this deal with our wealth, but it also deals with our health. It deals with our peace of mind. It deals with our overall wholeness and wellness because we come into his presence. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. Oh, see, see, we've already started. See, when I said that coming into his presence, see, 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 when we understand, oh, okay, well, let's just go there. Let me just be quiet and let's just do what the, let's just share the word. So that way the word speaks for itself. Let's go first of all. Uh, to Psalms 102. My wife going to get on me because this is not on the slide, but we're going to bring up the slide also, and we're going to have to add this to the slide. But Psalms 102, and this is verse 12 and 13 that we also have to remember, and I'm going to add it to this banner also right here. Amen. That uh, Psalms 102, that this all has to deal with this feast of the Lord, this this Moadim, this appointed time. Amen. Look at verse 12 and 13. And it says, but you, O Lord, 
Let me see what, what, what let me see what happened to my banner here. There we go. You, O oh Lord, shall endure forever. Amen. You shall endure forever. And let me let me just change this to some worship music. This is kind of there we go. Hi, glory. You, O oh Lord, shall endure forever. And your remembrance is to all generations. You shall arise. Now check this out. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is come. What we have to understand that the feast of the Lord are appointed times. They are set times. Okay. E Ecclesiastes chapter three says, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So God is the creator of this time, okay? And let's look at this word time or set time because they're both the same thing. But but this phrase set time is a Hebrew word, moad or moadim, which means appointed time, appointed meeting, and appointed place. Psalms 102 what? Verse 12 and 13. Okay, it's an appointed time. The feast of the Lord are appointed times. These are appointed. This is a time when God says, I am come down to meet you. And I have created this meeting. So it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment that all my children, all my sons, all my divine ones come and meet me. Because I've got something that we need to make an exchange that's going to affect your whole seed time and harvest. Come on now. Someone type, I receive it. Come on now. I receive it. Come on now. Type that in there. I receive it. Come on now. I receive it. See, see now, not only is it a, an appointed time. But this appointed time, he said specifically that I've come down to favor you. I've come down to be gracious. I've come down to show favor. I've come down to restore my favor. I've come down to direct favor to you. Okay. Whoa, glory. His shot. Oh, my God. See, you've been favored. This is a time when God says, I am going to favor you. And listen, the favor of God. Okay, it's not fair. Okay, when when God favors you, it's because He wants to do something in your life, and He says, "I don't care what other people think about it. I'm favoring my sons and daughters who remember what time it is." Amen. Amen. So, so, so first of all, understand. He's this talking. Is this. I'm editing it, and I can add add look, add it up. So go ahead. Okay, thank you. Okay, so once again, this is a set time, okay? This is God's appointed time when he comes down personally to commune and to reconnect with his sons and daughters, okay? Now, now, why is this important? Okay, because once she gets the slide up there, we've been teaching about that we are the divine ones. We are the appointed ones of God. And and listen, when you understand that 
that because we are his divine ones, we are his offspring. Okay, Psalms 82, verse 6. I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. So when God sets an appointed time, he's calling a meeting to meet with his children. Now, now in my family, when, you know, when it was summertime, like we, like it was for these past several months, we would have, we would get the family together. Okay. Once a month over one of the family's house and we would all bring Okay, food, and we would bring cards and play games, and the kids would hang out. It was a meet. It, it was a congregating. It was a meeting of bringing all the family together. These appointed times, God is doing a barbecue. Oh, come on now, let's just call it what it is. This is where we get a barbecue from because we we put the food on the grill. Oh, come on, somebody. God is saying that when we bring our offering, when we bring what's in our hands to make of the exchange of this season of harvest and favor, God says, I am setting this time and season in your life. Can we put the slide up there, babe? Is Not it ready? yet. Just Nope. Keep talking. You're good at that. Oh See, but it makes it so much easier when we put the slide up there. Well, if you would have did what you needed to do, we wouldn't have. Oh, to I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I no, did. I am going to have to deal with my administrative uh, <laughs> team, and we're going to deal with this after class. Okay, but listen, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Amen. <laughs> come on now. Someone, come on now. I'll have to do a good like a medicine. Come on. Go, go to Deuteronomy 16. Come on now. Deuteronomy 16. Amen. Deuteronomy 16. Amen. Okay. <laughs> As we're teaching about the Feast of Tabernacles right now, Deuteronomy chapter 16, starting at verse 12. Now, here's the key. Now, remember, we said that this is an appointed time. It's a Moadim. Okay, so God created the time. Man didn't have anything to do with setting the time of God's meeting. Man's only part in this is to remember when God says to come together. He says, okay, now, now understand this. Because God's calendar is based on the phases of the moon because that's how he created in Genesis chapter one. He said the 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 evening and the morning were the first day, okay? And it was the second day. Okay, thank you. Finally, here we go. So now well go back but just wait go back go back to your first slide and just read. So Maybe that's just Babe, we just went over this, and now we're at Deuteronomy 16. Thank you. Okay. Now, Deuteronomy 16, and we're going to go back to that story. I think you got my slides out of out of order, but that's okay. But listen. <laughs> the Feast of the Lord. The Feast of the Lord. Now, understand this. Three times in the year, okay, the Feast of Passover, which is the Feast of Pesach, okay, which is in between March and April, okay? Then we have the Feast of Pentecost, which is also called the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Shavuot, which is, the now in Acts chapter 2, it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
They were in one place and in one accord. See, it's always about bringing everybody together because there was no one up there in that upper room who wasn't a divine one of God, okay? But then he says in the Feast of Tabernacle or Sukkot or in-gathering, which, which has two meanings. One, the in-gathering or the harvest of the things that were planted in the field. This is why it's all based on Genesis 8.22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease, okay? Or booths, okay? It's Feast of Tabernacles also meant that they would come and bring and create temporary dwelling spaces, booths or tabernacles, and they would congregate outside of the uh, tabernacle that Moses built, okay? So, Deuteronomy chapter 16, starting at verse 12. And it says, and you shall remember. All of this stuff is for them to remember when you were in bondage and you shall observe to do these statutes or commandments. It says in verse 13, you shall observe the Feast of Tabernacles seven days after you have gathered in your corn and wine and you shall rejoice in thy feast and you and your sons and your daughters and your servants, the uh, the strangers and the fatherless and the widows, those that are within your gates. Seven days shall you keep this feast to the Lord. So number one, this is a feast to the Lord. This is not something that we're doing for ourselves. God says, everyone that's in your household has to remember it's time to celebrate this time, this appointed time of God. Okay? You have anything to add to that, prophet? No. Okay. It says that you shall keep the feast of the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord shall choose, because the Lord thy God shall bless you in all your increase and in all of the works of your hands. Therefore, you shall surely rejoice. So this is a time of celebration, of rejoicing, of everything that God caused them to bring in, in the harvest, okay? Now remember, the Feast of Passover is the beginning of God's season. It's when God would bring the beginning rains that would break up that dry desert heat, hardened ground, wet the ground so that way they could break it up and plant the seed while the earth remained, seed time and harvest. 50 days later, after anything came up out of the ground, which was the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, they would bring an offering of a handful of anything from the harvest. But the Feast of Tabernacles was when all of the harvest came mature and they would bring it in and they would bring an offering to the priest, thanking them for the harvest and then thanking them in advance for the next year's harvest. Oh, come on, somebody. So, and in verse 16, it says, three times in a year shall all mankind appear before the Lord thy God in the place that he shall choose. In the Feast of Unleavened Bread or Feast of Passover, in the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost, and in the Feast of Tabernacles, and they shall all, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which the Lord has given them. So once again, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. See, you cannot receive harvest without first sowing a seed. Amen. Amen. Anything you have to add there, Prophet? 
no, I'm just however you're gonna go. I'm just trying to follow where you're going. So oh, first of all, I just want to show everyone that this is the word. This is not anyone trying to do something for themselves. This is not for for you know men and women of God to get new cars and houses and all these things. No, this was God's command to bring an offering because that's how he created his kingdom, the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things. Amen. We have to understand that when we do things God's way, we can get God results. Okay. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. You got something there? Yeah. Why why don't we um, go here to talk about the, the, the entire purposes Mm-hmm. That you, you know, so clearly years ago, God gave you the revelation. And I think that when you can give kind of the understanding of why, why the feast, then we mm-hmm. can go back and break down some of the okay. other, other feasts. Just, just a thought. Okay. No problem. She finally spoke. Amen. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you listen, this. <laughs> Listen, so that was the overall overview of what the feast is all about, okay? These these Moadims are God's command for us to come into his presence at these appointed times. And God's number one purpose is to reconnect and to restore and reconcile the relationship with his sons and daughters. So that way we can be reconnected to his promise of dominion and inheritance. So, so, so once again, the Lord's feast allow us to be restored, reconciled and reconnected to the Lord and reconnected to his promise of dominion and inheritance. Okay, in Genesis chapter one, he says, let us create mankind in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. But then he said, and the Lord blessed them. Okay, this blessing of the Lord, one of the key points of coming back into his presence is because we would make an exchange, our offering for the blessing of the Lord. See, mm-hmm. see when yeah. see when Adam was in the garden, the blessing was on him. Oh, the glory of the Lord was on him. That's why he couldn't see his nakedness. Oh, come so, on now. So, so even when man fell, so would this be accurate in saying that he then established these holy convocations or these sacred times in the earth because before the fall of man, there was no need to be restored, reconciled, and reconnected to the Lord because we were right there. Would that be accurate? Oh, oh, that's very accurate. See, you know, uh, before Adam messed it up. Yeah. Before Adam fell, okay, Adam was already walking in the blessing of the Lord. In the dominion, and come on now. He was already he was already working in his authority because it was his job. God created him to watch over the garden and to watch over the earth. It was his job to till the ground. 
Okay. Yeah. He says, okay. in Genesis chapter two, it says nothing grew because the man had not been put in place to till the ground. The one who had the purpose of being king over the earth and watching over God's seed time and harvest. The seeds of the Lord, all of the seeds, okay, Adam's job was to watch over all of the seed sowing that God did and all of the harvest that would come later with mankind, Adam, being restored, being put in place in the earth. Okay. So, so that's really important. So, because I love how you have Genesis 1, 21 and 26 and 27. And that really kind of lays the foundation of, well, what, what does that lay the, the foundation of? Well, let's go there. Okay, yeah. because this is very key, because sometimes it's best to go to the beginning Absolutely. and find out what our initial purpose was. Absolutely. Our initial purpose was not to be fearful, doubting and walking in unbelief. Adam didn't have Adam knew when he gave a name to an animal. That's what it was, because father agreed with him. Right. He didn't have to do. He didn't have to go back and check in his thinking because he was already walking in the mind of God. Because oh, what well, well, Genesis chapter one, look, look at what it says. Verse 20, 27 and 28. Okay. Well, you have 26. Okay. Um, Let us make mankind in our image and after our likeness and mm. let them give them the authority, give them permission. We yes. give them permission to have and to walk in our dominion over all of creation, the fish, the fowl, the cattle, the earth, the bugs, even the creeping things, except other men. He never gave us yes. the power over one another. So why? Because we all had our own initial individual purpose that was more than enough space, more than enough authority for us to walk in and never walk on anybody else's toes. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of Elohim, created he him, male and female, created he them. And so not only was the authority a part of our DNA, okay, it wasn't a byproduct. We were given his authority to walk in authority on the earth. Then he said, I'm going to add a little something, something on top just for the earth realm because i want you to always be connected to my presence even though you're no longer in me in heaven you're gonna be i'm gonna be on you on earth okay and god blessed them and god said be fruitful wait a minute and multiply replenish the earth subdue it and remember i gave you dominion over everything except other people okay Right. So so those passages of scriptures then really talk about how how we came into be being. Right. 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 God God go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no. So God created us. This is mm -hmm. this is how we um we we came into being. And so right. we didn't need anything because mm -hmm. we had everything. We were in in that in that Eden in that place. We had everything that we needed. We were in connection because God would come down and talk with the with uh, Adam in the cool of the day. Not just Adam, also Eve. He had to right. be able to talk to both of them. Right, okay, right, right. 
Right. So, right. but we had, so the, the whole point is I want you to get is that we had everything. Mm-hmm. We, there was no need for a reconciliation. There mm-hmm. was no need to be restored. There was no need to be connected because we were, we were, we were there in him. Can you imagine? I mean, our brain can't even fathom that we walked literally. They saw, they, I mean, and it was such a spiritual connection. I mean, I think we have this mindset of, you know, these human bodies, but I see like this flowing taking place, this interweaving. Not only were we with him, but we were in him. Go ahead. Two things real quick. There was no need for repentance. That's right. There was there, there was no need for the process for the kingdom process of repentance because Adam was walking in in who he was. He didn't know anything other than 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 how his father had created him to be. And Absolutely. two, two. I believe Adam was walking in a partial glorified body because the glory of the Lord was on him. And that's what that's exactly what I was seeing. Because Jesus get out of this mindset of this human body. Right, 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 right. I believe that it was a more of a glorified body. That's right. That's right. And and the glory of the Lord was so present that he could not see his his nakedness. And so when Jesus transfigures on the mountain of transfiguration, he shows Peter, James, and John how they really going to be because this is how they were in the beginning. And this is what they're going to get back to when the father returns, when he has to come back again and restore the kingdom. See, the blessing, the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. So this blessing that God put on them, it was on him. Okay? It was on Yes, the supernatural empowerment of God to prosper and be successful. Adam had it on him. Adam and Eve had it on him. So again, what we're trying to do so that we can get back to the feast is establish why so because there was no there was no feast in in the garden of eden no there was no need there was no need because we were in this and 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 dorothy you're so funny you said that's a cool vision tanya you should draw it you know what i'd have to pay someone to do that because i don't have quite the skills to be able to do that but i want you to understand that we were these I love what you said that we were these glory. It wasn't we we think the humanness, but that we were in our 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 divinity, right? We are mm-hmm. in the, the the ultimate ultimate mm-hmm. um, supremeness of our divinity when the Garden of Eden was Eden was in existence. Yeah, and I and I think that 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 when God created these appointed times. It was to make us to remember what was lost in the garden. Because if we really, if we really think about everything that was there, the Bible says that there was silver and gold out. It, it was ever present. Okay. Right. Whenever the time where you know man was gonna have to make an exchange for monies for things, 
the money and gold was already there. They, they were already walking in wealth. They were right. everything was around them. The, everything they had four different rivers that was flowing through the garden. They had they had an over super, super abundant flow of fish in the sea and and things and and listen. They didn't have to worry about heart disease. They didn't have to worry about high blood pressure, all this other stuff, because God said, look, I created you to live off the land, okay? The plants that are coming off the ground is going to keep the insides of your body kingdom. Oh, come on now. Now we got to take shakes and do all these things and do take multivitamins. Why? Because of what the, the far, man, if we, if we understood the real detriment of what happened when adam fell okay so so if we were then to jump so we i think we've done a, a pretty good job of laying that foundation that mm -hmm. we we had it going on adam yep. and eve them we and i say we because we were in them but can you go back to that okay can you go back to, so then you were talking about genesis so in genesis chapter three then that signifies the fall of, and we don't have a scripture uh, on that, but then that signifies the fall of man, mm -hmm. right? Because right. Satan comes and beguiles the woman and then they're kicked out of the land. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Right. Because as soon as Adam fell, as soon as he became obedient to another voice, the glory and the blessing was disconnected. That, ah. that, see that see. glory of God. See that, that spiritual connectedness on earth was disconnected because God asked him a question. Who told you you were naked? Can, okay. can I, so in Genesis chapter three, if I'm, I'm reading from the Amplified and I'll just read this quickly because then we can jump to Leviticus, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. Genesis chapter three, verse 22, it says, um, and behold, the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like us, father, son, Holy Spirit, knowing how to distinguish between good and evil. And now he may stretch out his hand and take from the tree of the, of the life of as well and eat its fruit and live in this fallen sinful condition forever. Now, now notice. Notice, go and repeat that last phrase. Um, and so, and God take, uh, okay, so he, uh, well, let me just do 22. And the Lord said, behold, the man has become like us, one of us, father, son, Holy Spirit, that's who us is, knowing how to distinguish between good and evil. And now he may stretch out his hand and take and eat from the tree of life as well and eat its fruit and live in this fallen, sinful condition forever. Now, God was not concerned whether or not man would live forever because he was already created to live forever. Wow. He said God had to create and now bring in the word of repentance so God would not allow us to live in death, sin, and grave forever. He had to create an opportunity for us to be able to be reconciled, restored back to life. Right. And so verse 23 says, therefore, the Lord God sent Adam away from the garden of Eden to till and cultivate the ground from which he was taken. And then verse 24, which is the end. So God drove the man out. And at the east of the garden of Eden, 
he permanently stationed a cherubim and the sword with the flashing blade, which turned around and around in every di di uh, di direction to protect and guard the way, entrance, access to the tree of life. So now this wow. is where we get rid of the deception that God didn't create us to live forever. Come on now, that's good. He, he created us to live in eternity. Why? Because we came from him. So we already had eternal life. Ah. The reason for salvation was to reconnect us to his eternal life and, and to be disconnected from an eternal life of damnation because of sin. This is why Paul said the wages of sin is death. Okay. Was it mm. Paul or was it Psalms? Proverbs. No, it's Proverbs. The wages of sin is death. Okay, Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. So the reason for Yahshua to, to actually the word of God to leave his kingdom heavenly throne was to come down. So which means that when Yahshua had to come down on earth, his throne was vacant. Oh, come on now. The throne of God, the throne of Yahshua, the right hand of God was vacant for his temporary time on earth to come and restore or reconcile us back to favor. That's what the word reconcile means, to be restored back to the favor of God. So when we understand the real reason, and this is why we need the feast, is to go back and to remember why God says, Adam had this every day. He didn't have to do nothing. I just came down and I was chilling with my sons, showing him how to walk in his divinity. I was trying to show him, I created this all for you, son, and all your children. The Bible says that a good man would leave an inheritance unto his children and his children's children. Adam destroyed the inheritance of the children of God when he fell. So then we showed you how we was chilling and how we were walking in our, our, our serious divinity, right? Wow. Then Adam falls. And so he kicks them out of this Eden, out of this place of lavishness and opulence. And so God, because he's a father, even though we sin, and when you sin, what you're doing is you're missing the mark. Sin, it. It's missing the mark. We're That's missing right. the mark, right? Um, right. And missing the mark. We miss the mark. In other words, we get out of alignment because remember we talked, we taught you, we've talked about this whole alignment with God. Right? right. So then we sin, we get out of alignment. But because God is such a loving God and a loving father, he says, OK, I've got to create a system. Right. I've got to create a process so that my children. Yes, they can no longer dwell in this Eden. And then they have to go out and work. They've got to feel the, 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 the sometimes the suffering that work brings. They, they didn't have any of that. But because he's such a good God, he had to come up with a process. He had to come up with a way to what? Reconcile. Restore. To, to restore what? to reconnect us so that we can have what we had when we were in Eden. 
Does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. So now someone type, I receive it. Okay, type it right now. I receive it. It is so. Because here's what you got to understand. You must receive this word. This is why God told us to remind. This is why he created the Moadim, the appointed time. He, He gave specific times and seasons when he personally comes down. This is, he is recreating the time in the garden. Oh my God. He's he's recreating the garden time with coming in these three. I'm going to come right back because what you said, again, you started off with Psalms 102, 12 and 13. But thou shalt, uh, but thou, O Lord, shall endure forever and remember and, and thy remembrance unto all generations, thou shall arise and have mercy for the time to favor her, yet the set time is come. That's what he's talking about. And I'll go back That's to right. that. Please. So it's a, it's, an, it's a remembrance to all generations. He said it like this. Why? He put these times. This is why we have priests. This is why we this is why the fivefold is supposed to be in operation. The apostles, the prophets, the the, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, not to teach about cars and houses. It's about to teach about the appointed times of God restoring us to favor, the reconciliation, the restoring us back to our set place. Can, can I say now there's nothing wrong with men and women of God teaching you to 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 understand seed time and harvest because it's not as pastor always talks about he doesn't talk it's not about the things that we right. get but God wants us I would that you would have life right mm-hmm. and life more abundantly and that's okay. all a part of that seed time and harvest mm-hmm. right? So, but, but as, as pastor is saying, or as prophet is saying, we have got to, again, understand we've got to get restored and, and reconciled back to God. So I'm going to go back then to here. (laughs) Leviticus, you want to talk about Leviticus? Well, because we're going to talk about Leviticus. And I also want to add Luke chapter 19, because it's very key. To understand everything that's being restored, okay. So, so let me say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a side note here. I created this on Thursday, <laughs> and I sent it to the prophet. <laughs> I created a draft, so I put down the things, and so I said every day, you because y'all know I'm in Ohio. I said, Have you added what you needed to add? Have you added? Come Sunday morning, well, this is wrong. This is wrong. I'm like, okay. So then now he's at all these great scriptures. Dude. But see, that's what's amazing because we're different, right? And we're learning how to flow. We we we're constantly learning how to flow together. So I'm not gonna like, I'm not cringing, but I just wanted to share because we keep it real here, right? But I did send this to him on Thursday so that he could add all the stuff that he needed to add. Okay, now back to what we're talking about. <laughs> Remember, there is always an appointed time to Whatever. everything. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, dude. So, so Leviticus. So now the Lord's feast allow us to be restored, reconciled, and reconnected to the Lord and reconnected to his promise of dominion and inheritance. Now I added that this morning before you created your final draft. You did. But 
But so don't let's not get it twisted. I did get up this morning early to add certain things. But I gave it to him on Thursday. But whatever. But, but when the spirit of the Lord says that because we've got Dorothy and we've got Doug and Donna and, and the Quinteros and everybody that's online right now, we need to add this because now there is a special anointing. There's a special yes. atmosphere for the spirits who are connected to this teaching. Yes. So, so now, so this is about the promises of God. So the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. So in Leviticus chapter 23. Wait, I thought we were going to Luke. We are. I said we we're going to go to, to Leviticus first. Then we're okay. going to go to Luke Luke chapter 19. Okay, see, so Leviticus. see how I typed it in, in, in the comment section? What? Leviticus you know 23 what? first and then I'm Luke chapter 19. To. I'm not going with Thank you. Thank you. We will have an executive <laughs> meeting after this. And the, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. Say unto them, now, now, let's break this down. Concerning the feast of the Lord. Ah, come on okay. now, teach. Let, let me say it again. Concerning the feast of the Lord. These are not Jewish feasts. These are reconnected celebrations to the father and his children. So I want to, so what it says in the Amplified Bible, it says the Lord spoke again to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, okay, you talked in Psalms 102, right? Mm -hmm. The appointed times. That's what it says in the established feasts. I just wanted to share that. <clears throat> so now understand he didn't say his servants. He said, speak to the children of capital I Israel, not talking about the children of Jacob. Okay. No, the spirit of Israel is his divine ones and offspring. Okay. Israel okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Israel, Israel rep represents the offspring of God. Okay. So, so what does that mean? Is, is that, are we included in that or what? Yes. Because remember the John chapter one, verse 12, to as many as received him, the word of God to them, he gave them the power to become sons, not servants. Uh -huh. He gave mm -hmm. us the power to be restored back to sons, not servants. See, wow. I wasn't created to serve God. I was created to bring glory and honor to my father because in his commandments, he says, honor your parents in the Lord. Oh, you my God. You oh, somebody, you better come on now. Someone That's type, good. I'm a son. Whoa, glory. Now, yes. now, I, I, now, remember, ladies, when we said in Genesis, Right. He said, God created he them, male and female created he them to have dominion. Wait, he them? I love it. I love it. Them. 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 All these them. pronouns? Them? Them. That's great. Them. Come on now. He and them. He and he said he created he them. So anybody tells you a woman can't be an apostle anybody tell you a woman can't be a prophet can't yeah. be a pastor they are going against the word of god and the word is not in them why because he created us to be sons not servants and if anybody wants a little teaching about that tell them to go to galatians chapter 4 verse 1 through 7. 
And we're not saying the word is not in them, but maybe they have some things incorrect. <laughs> I'm just I'm just teaching as the prophet of God. We I, need I get to get it. back to the basics and just teaching what the word says, not our own interpretation. He said, I created them, he them. Male and female created he them. The male and female was only for the earth because of procreation. Okay? He created. This is why when the ark was created, he had to get a male and female of all the species so the so the restoration of the creativeness of God could be put back in place. Whoa, come on, somebody. All right, so now. Speaking to the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, you shall proclaim them to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. Now, I made a statement about things. Understand, it says right here that, that we need to be reconnected to his promise of dominion and inheritance. Now we can go to Luke chapter 19. Okay? Because there's a, I believe that the, Go I ahead. believe that the enemy has tried to put a spirit of deception that God doesn't want us to have things. And that's not so. Right. Adam and Eve had everything in the garden that they would ever need. And so just as, you know, because the slide just shows you, well, it's Leviticus 1 and 2. So what that's doing is kind of setting the groundwork for <coughs> peace. When you read, if you continue reading the rest of the scripture, mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to get back to it. That whole passage. So verses 1 through 44, it breaks down the different feasts. Now, one right. of the things we're getting, we're going to be talking primarily about the Feast of Tabernacles when we actually get to that, because that is what's happening in this season. That's what's getting ready to happen. But Good morning, wanted, Corey. Good morning. But we wanted you to understand just the premise of the feast, the purpose. Right. We we wouldn't even need them. And that's and right. some people don't, don't even understand and know about the feast. And mm -hmm. you know, that's why we're teaching. You mm -hmm. know, we but we want you to understand it's not some traditional religious thing, but there is a supernatural um um a supernatural happening, if you will, yeah. that's place when you begin to understand the power of the feast because it is a is it, as as a prophet was saying it's an appointed it's 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 an appointed it's it's an intentional time to, god right. put thought into this that's right, right. and now and so we need to recognize that all right go ahead i'm sorry and now when we understand that God created us to have everything that we need. Uh, Peter says, we've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. So right. if God wasn't, wasn't concerned about things, he, Jesus would have never came and said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Because that word life is always the absolute fullness Full. of life. Spirit, yeah. soul, body, and financially, which means yeah. monetarily, which means... Um, uh, um, um, carnally in the earth, okay? Luke chapter 19, verse 41, and then we're going to go back and read verse 44 of Leviticus. 
And when he was come near, he looked at the city and he cried over it. Wait, what verse again? Verse 41, Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And when Jesus was come near, he beheld the city and he cried over it, saying, check this out. If you had known, even though at least in this day, the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. Verse 44. And... And, and you shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because you did not know the time of thy visitation. Hmm. Understand that these appointed times are times of his visitation. He said the things that pertain to your peace. So this is a time when God wants to, uh, as we say, restore or renew the blessing of the Lord in our life. Okay, we he, he he wants to make sure that we reconnect and that we are receiving the promise of His visitation, His promise of the things that pertain to our peace. So I was just looking up. Uh, so that that with things, it's it's actually. Uh, ho in, so that would be in not Hebrew, but Greek, Greek. So it's ho in Greek and mm-hmm. it just these, that, these, but it says the definite article. And then it says sometimes the, sometimes to be supplied. So it's almost like supplies. It's almost mm-hmm. like these, right. that, the things that we need. So then that can be that can be related to material things, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, to to things that that are going to bring us the peace. And so let's do you want to take a look at real quick at what peace is to give them kind of the context and full understanding of of why you're even reading this scripture? Sure. <laughs> this you know word what? this word peace right here is is the irene of God, which means the Ooh. state of the, the the state of national tranquility, an exemption from rage or the havoc of war, peace between individuals, harmony, uh, one accord, security, prosperity, because peace, because peace and harmony make and keep these things safe and prosperous. The way that leads to peace, hmm. the, the blessed state of devout and upright men after death. Okay. And so you can even think about, I love this idea of security and safety. You know, I think about, was it uh, Mar- Maslow's, um, uh, you know, who the, the psychologist that talked about what we need, Maslow's hierarchy of, of I forget, Anyway, because uh, I'm studying social uh, so, social work, but there are certain things that we need that mm-hmm. in order for us to 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 really be able to live on this earth, right? right? And so, so I love when it says security and safety. So that can uh, that can relate to things that we need. You know, mm-hmm. your your home, your cars. What do you need that's going to provide this sense of safety? That's going to provide these this sense of 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 of, of security, right? Mm-hmm. Pertaining right. to your peace. So that and and so when we don't have that, 
then then that's where fear and that's where all these other things can become that they come into our lives because we don't have those things pertaining to peace. Why? Because we miss the mark. We get out of alignment with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's next? And I'm going to read one more scripture and then we're going to get ready to sow our seed. Okay. Now back in Leviticus. Okay. Cause I want to show you that because sometimes we want to, interpret the word of God not with total context and understanding. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus died on the cross and grace was reconnected to us, grace doesn't mean that we don't have to do what God commanded us to do forever. Come on, okay? man. Let's get this totally clear that just because Jesus died on the cross and we have received salvation, salvation is just the restoration of our relationship back with God. Okay. It has nothing to do with, with keeping us from doing what God, the father commanded his children to do. Okay. So let's go to back to Leviticus and we're not going to read the whole thing, but we're just going to read verse 33 and 34. And we're going to end right there. And the can I say, though, know, let's go for it because we're going to be on this a while. So if you will, because you're a teacher, if you guys, your homework is to read the whole thing of Leviticus 23 so that you can begin to get an understanding of right. the whole piece. Because mm -hmm. we're going to continue to teach on this and give you, you know, we're, we're, we're taking our time because for some of you guys, this is maybe brand new. For some, um, you need a refresher. I mean, we every time we teach this, this helps us to gain a greater understanding. So what That's verse right. are we going to? You know what? We're going to read, my bad. We're going to read Leviticus chapter 23, and we're going to read verse 21, okay? And you know what? We'll read 19 to 21. And uh, wow. It's so much. There is, there is, there is, there is so much in Leviticus twenty-three. So, but I just for you know time's sake. But so, aren't we, with, aren't we starting with tabernacle? So, we this is okay. 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 This is, but we have to understand that this is something that he said that he commanded us to do forever. Okay. All right, and in verse twenty, it says, "Well." 19 and you shall sacrifice a kid for a sin offering and a and then a second one uh for a uh uh for a uh for a for an uh, offering of oblation to the Lord the first year okay for a sacrifice of peace in verse 20 and the priest shall wave them with the bread and the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord and the two lambs and they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the same day that this may be a holy convocation unto you and you shall do no work in it. And it shall be a statute forever in all of your dwellings throughout your generations. Okay. And when you shall reap the harvest of your land, you shall reap everything except the four corners because you shall leave them for the poor and to the stranger, I am the Lord your God. So 
understand, when we came into his presence, we would bring an offering, okay? The priest would take two goats, okay? One as a, as a sacrifice, the other one to put the sins of the people, okay, on them, okay? And then when we brought our offering, the, the a priest would wave our offering before the Lord and pronounce the blessing. So this is very key to this time. He said, do it, it shall be a statute forever, okay? Which means even when Jesus comes back, he's going to be conducting these Moadims because when God says forever, that's what he means. Amen? Amen. All right. So now, so, go ahead. So then just to kind of recap, the Lord's feast, they're, they're all about restoring and reconciling and reconnecting you to God. That's right? right. And so what we're um we're going to um focus in I'm gonna what we're gonna focus in on next week we're gonna focus in next week on the Feast of Tabernacles, right? Correct. And we're gonna break down some things about it, what they did why God told us to do it this way. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just, just please get this understanding, even in Deuteronomy 16, that he said to do this three times in a year, do this forever. It's mm. we're supposed to remember. See, see, until we get our glorified body back, until we get that, that reinstatement to our fullness of the kingdom, Okay, to the, yes, yes, we're blessed because we're saved and all that. And we can walk in the blessing of the Lord and do all this. But there's still uh, uh, a next level. See, yeah. see, when Jesus returns, we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye to our glorified body. Okay, some of these aches and pains, you know, okay, we ain't going to have to worry about sickness and disease, back pain, lower back pain, oh, on my knees, all oh, this, that, and the other. No, because that same body that Adam had is going to be returned to us, that glorified body back from creation. We, we're going to be returned to full status. Oh, my God. Woo, glory. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I just had my birthday at being 55 and praise God. Still, I want everything that the father promised me. Okay. I want everything that, that was given to us at the beginning. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Did you want to go ahead? It's time, now it's time for us to give. Okay. Let's. Let's let's do our seed time and harvest, Genesis 8:22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Okay, when we understand that even, even when Jesus walked on the earth and it says, uh, give and it shall be given, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. See, this was a restating of what he said in Genesis 8:22 while the earth remains seed time and harvest shall not cease the feast of the lord is the reconnection to seed time and harvest everything that god created he created this kingdom principle of seed time and harvest and when you understand this is not god god doesn't need our money but he wants us to walk in the fullness. And the only way we can do that is for 
fulfill the word of the Lord, which says, sow a seed, reap a harvest. Okay? Mm -hmm. Be because then we can hold God to his word because he says, prove me and see if I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Yeah. Okay? So, understand that the giving to the Lord is to reestablish seed time and harvest, reestablish the kingdom power that we were given at the beginning, and let's walk in the freedom of, I understand everything is, is the Lord's, but when he gives me something to give back to him, just so that way he can multiply it back to me, oh, it's a it's it's a win-win. Okay. Now listen, you can use the website at www.restoredministriesint.org. You can also use the PayPal. Uh, you know, some of us have PayPal and go to restored M I N I N T L and use the PayPal. That PayPal link is also on the website. Uh, you can use the Zelle and go from your account straight into the ministry account by using restored M-I-N-I-N-T-L at Gmail and go from your account straight into the ministry account. Or you can use the church cash app at dollar sign restored M-I. Okay. Now, <clears throat> all of these things is we are showing you the first way of sowing seed. This is one way of sowing the seed. Okay. Whether it be the tithe. Okay. Okay, the tithe. You're sowing from um, from the, uh, as we say in Proverbs chapter 3, you know, when he talks about uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, when he says, honoring the Lord with your substance, okay? Now listen, when we use the word, see, I'm not showing you, telling you my own interpretation. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your substance substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. So that means whatever the Lord gave you, whether it's through a paycheck, whether it's through you got unexpected increase. Okay. Someone just sent you a check in the mail. Uh, amen. Whatever. Okay. You got something out of your 401k, whatever the Lord, he says to honor the Lord honor the Lord. This has nothing to do with the priest before you. This is just doing the first part. The priest takes what you give and he weighs it before the Lord and he speaks the blessing on your giving that his promise would be in your life, okay? While the earth remains seed time and harvest. Now, that's just the beginning. Now, you can do the next part of giving is when you sow back into your profit, when you sow back into what's called your supervising priest. I believe that not only is uh, Prophet Tanya and I are good shepherds and good stewards over what people give unto this ministry, but he says that you can also sow directly into the priest, and then you shall receive what, what the word says when it says, when you receive a priest or a prophet in the name of a prophet, you shall receive a prophet reward. That means you take a percentage, okay? And in the word, it's called a toruma. It's a Hebrew word, toruma. And that's where you take 2.5% because we know that the tithe is supposed to be 10% of your gross. 
and the teruma would be 2.5% of that, and you would sow it directly into the hand of the prophet, okay? Can I say something about that? Quickly, yes, ma'am. So so the, the whole reason that they even established that thing, teruma, was because back in the Bible day, the priest did not go out and work. Their right. job was to be in the temple, was to take care of the temple and to take care of the people of God. So they weren't encumbered by having to get up and go to a nine to five. They weren't allowed to have land. They didn't right. kill. They didn't do any of that. So how did they live? How did they survive? God made it in such a way that, okay, even as the people give, so what uh, pastor was just talking about, he was talking about your tithes. The tithes was given to take care of the, the house of God, or again, online ministry. Again, that's, that's all a part of, because it takes money to run the ministry, right? And so right. people would sow your tithes goes into taking care of the house of God. Then God made a provision in his word to where there was an offering given to the priest so that they could survive, mm -hmm. right? And I have something, so that's the teruma. And what, mm -hmm. what the, the priest would receive the teruma and what they would do. And so I'm going to read Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 30. And it says the first of all, the first fruits of all things, right? And mm -hmm. every oblation, oblation, when you dice, when you um, dig deep, that is teruma of every oblation of all of every sort of oblation shall be the priest. Ye shall give unto the priest. Listen to this the first of your dough that he may cause the blessing to rest in your house. I'm going to read that again. I'm reading from Ezekiel um, chapter 44, verse 30. And it says the first of all the first fruits of all things. Now, remember back in the day, and you correct me if I'm wrong, um, prophet, that the, the, we were talking about farmers. We were talking mm -hmm. about people. They lived. That's how they made their, that's how they did their exchange, right? Mm -hmm. That was their, their mind. That's how they bartered is mm -hmm. through what they sowed in the land. That's and so right. what the scripture is saying, and the first of all your fruits. So when your, your crops came up, you were to take a, the first of your portion and you were to give it to the priest. So as it says in Ezekiel 44, verse 30, and the first of all the first fruits of all things. So even the cattle, right? That's right. And every oblation of all, of every sort of oblation shall be the priest. Ye shall give unto the priest the first of your dough. And now this next part is the benefit of you sowing the first of the of your dough that he may cause the blessing to rest in thine house. So the priest, you would bring the first of your, of your increase, the first of your, whatever it is, you give it to the priest because that was their way of being sustained. And then what the priest did was he would take that and he would lift it up to God and he would begin to speak the blessing. So as that came in, the priest would begin to pronounce the blessing so that the blessing stayed. And it's not a coincidence 
that much of this happened, and you correct me on because I'm still learning as well, that this was done during the 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 uh during the the you know where I'm trying to go, right? During it was the time during, of the feast, during this time of the feast. And so you know, what so, happened? Go ahead. So this feast of tabernacle offering is one of those offerings. Yeah. It's, it's Pentecost was one of these offerings. Why? Right. Because the priest would waver. It was his job to go behind the veil. Come on now. And he would remind the father what the father spoke. And most of the time he would read from Deuteronomy chapter 28. Blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out, yeah. blessed in the city, blessed in the field. See, 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 that was him speaking. Listen, the blessing had to be spoke. When yeah. God created us, the Bible says, and God blessed them. That means he yeah. spoke this empowerment to prosper and be successful on their life. So that was a part of the glory that was on Adam when when he couldn't see his nakedness. That was the blessing and the glory of the Lord on him. It was it was on him in such a way that he couldn't see the nakedness of his body. So this is what we want you to understand, that you're giving. See, when you do it, even though you're doing a physical thing, it's spiritual first because God commanded us to do it. It is reconnecting you to every promise, every statute, every command, every blessing, every promise of God. And God must watch over his word to make sure that every promise comes to pass in your life. And so what we're not saying, because some people are like, okay, what are you talking about this Taruma? Even as I began to learn it, from, from people that I'm studying under and as God has given me, you know, that we're both, Michael and I are connected to, you know, it's like, wait, is this almost, again, I had to sh deal with my mind because like, this is another plot to get money from people. And, and it's like, oh my God, first of all, I have to recondition my mind, you know? And so as one of the things that the, the ministry that we were uh, connected, that we are connected to, they said, try the Taruma for one year and see if it impacts your life. So again, the Taruma is something different. It is not the tithes. It's That's a right. separate offering. Your tithes right. is what goes to the house of God, right? To, to, right. to maintain the, the upkeep of the house. The That's Taruma right. is the seed that goes directly to the priest for him to live off of. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue yeah. to, to teach this, but we wanted... God has been dealing with us to begin to teach the, the totality because we're teaching ministry. That's right. And that's why Jesus even said, I am come that you might have life and that right. you have it more abundantly. This is a part of that life. See, they knew they were, they're taught as young children, how to give unto the Lord. Yeah. They're, 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 they are taught. I don't care when, I don't care whether they are quote unquote, salvation saved hebrews yeah. or 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 uh orthodox hebrews it had nothing to do with that when they do what the word says i don't yeah. care god must fulfill his word yeah. so yes we can brag about what well, i got the holy ghost but still if we broke okay if we can't pay our bills okay if there's sickness in our body and all of these things then there's something missing and one of the things that God says that 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 us giving does, and and we're gonna learn about it. There are five areas in this time of giving 
that that God says, if you do these times of the feast, mm -hmm. it's going to cause these five areas to overflow in your life. Okay. Yeah. So listen, so you see, let's reap the harvest. Let's walk in this fullness of God. And Father, right now, I declare and decree as your sons and daughters give. Father, you said, give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. Father, I speak over their tithe. I speak over their teruma. Father, I speak over the and I wave their offerings before the Lord. That they're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed coming in. Father, that the blessing of the womb, that the hands, whatever their hands shall touch, shall be blessed. Father, I declare and decree that they are out of debt. Their needs are met. They've got plenty of more to put in store. Father, I declare and decree that this wealth, this prosperity, spirit, soul, body, and financially shall overflow to their yeah. children and their children's children. That the blessing remain in their house. In Jesus' name. And so is this information right? Yes, that is absolutely correct. Right. And so then again, that is the separate part. And then also remember that this month has been is Pastor Bryant's or Prophet Bryant's birthday. And so if you didn't get a chance to sow, these are different ways that you can sow into him for his birthday. Now you were, um, you had said, what, you're 50, how old are you? 55. So the so so God said that this year in my life would be a year of the double grace. Yeah. So if you want the double grace on your life, sow a seed of $55 if you can. If you just want to sow whatever that you can into your supervising priest, you can. Listen, this is all. See, this is a setup. God set it up. Yeah. And this is why the devil's mad. That even though the devil thought that he destroyed the blessing, that he destroyed our connection with the Father, God came back around yeah. and said that I'm still creating Moadims, appointed times that I can reconnect and restore my children back to their inheritance. Amen. Amen. Listen, we want to thank you for joining in. Don't miss the daily bread. Yeah, this yeah. week, don't miss next week. We're going deeper because next week we'll begin what's called Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of God's new year. Amen. So listen, Amen. I want to thank you for joining in. Don't miss it. Be blessed. Amen. Love you guys.